Hi, my name is Marianne Guerra. I'm the CEO and founder of Aesthetics Biomedical. And what I love about beauty is it's all you. You make yourself beautiful, both internally and externally. From New York City, you are listening to Beauty Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Welcome to Beauty Is Your Business. I'm Mimi Banks, and I'm here with my co-host, Rebecca Fitz, and we are so excited to speak with Marianne Guerra, the president of Aesthetics Biomedical. Marianne, welcome to the show. I've been reading quite a bit about you, a little background, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about what you currently do, what is aesthetics biomedical, but also you have this rich, rich, rich history as a woman, as an entrepreneur in this industry, which tends to be quite male. So we'd love to hear about that as well, kind of how you broke into the business. Well, I started out at the National Institutes of Health and worked, um, as you said, in a primarily male-dominated industry. And that was great because I learned how to kind of hold my own and defend myself and my thoughts and my opinions. It was a good thing to do. And I also learned there um, the importance of taking new knowledge and translating that into commercial products. And so I kind of, my last name is Guerra, Guerra, it means war. And I've always kept that because I, I feel like I'm always a little warrior trying to move things along and not taking no for an answer. So I like challenges and I took on the challenge of creating a bioaccelerator that would take new knowledge from scientists or physicians or entrepreneurs and try to put early money into those companies and then move it into commercialization. And so started BioXL, which was philanthropic because investors don't like to put money into something where you don't have proven data and you don't have success. And so we thought if we could get money in early, try to firm up like the intellectual property, try to firm up some of the regulatory questions that immediately come up before investment, that would be a good thing to do. If you track that career, it's mostly with males, male investors. And so I think I just got into this industry because we saw some really good technology coming out through our incubator that I was able to help get through the FDA and get it cleared. And then there's the opportunity to set up a company to launch the Vivachi device in the United States. And we got it cleared on January 16th, 2016. I raised the capital in March and April, and we sold our first device in May of 2016. So it was wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We're off to the races. Wow, that's incredible. Can you tell the people at home or the people that are listening more about Vivachi? I know that I've tried it, but it's really revolutionary. Can you walk us through? I mean, you you shared an incredible process that many people could only dream of, I think, participating in, getting the funding, getting a clearance, and then selling it, and now being a household name. We love it that it's a household name, and thank you for using the product. The Vivace, I mean, now it's not as revolutionary as it was in 2016 because there were not radio frequency devices. Now there's a few more on the market, but I think the important thing that we've been trying to establish with the Vivace is understanding radio frequency. Everybody knows what radio frequency is, but you need to know more than that. You need to know how to deliver it and what frequency to use 
And you have to understand the person you're treating. You're fair skinned, you know, so how do you treat somebody that's a Fitzpatrick score one versus a Fitzpatrick score six? And all of these things go into it. And that's the beauty, I think, of the Vivace is it allows much flexibility in how you treat your patients. It has one and two megahertz. It has, we choose to use an insulated needle versus a non-insulated needle, but there is a non-insulated needle that's available. We have different depths that can go into the skin so that it addresses, you know, whether you're using it on the forehead or the chest. We have how much on time the needles stay in your skin and delivering that radio frequency. If they stay in longer, it may hurt more, you know, so you adjust it. And if you see the patient, their hands clench, you know, okay, we need to adjust the settings. It allows the personalization that you need when you're treating people. And that's what I love about it because for me, personalization is very important. We don't need a hammer on everybody, right? We have to think about who is this person? What do they need? What outcome are they trying to achieve? And then we need to pick the right tool to achieve that outcome. I think that specifically in skincare and in beauty, everybody's skin is so different and the age of personalization, everyone wants something tailored to them. And the fact that there's this flexibility is huge. Just for people who are listening, I'm actually new to lasers, radio frequency, microneedling. Can you just give a quick overview of what radio frequency is and what microneedling systems are just for people who might be new to it or might be too shy to ask? So microneedling has been around for a long time. And what microneedling is, is it used to use some people used rollers, then it got more advanced to a microneedling pen. And basically what it is doing is it's putting a needle through the epidermis into the dermis. And the idea is if you put a needle or multiple needles in, it's going to cause an injury, a small injury. And then the body is going to do what the body does really well. It's going to fix it. And the way it fixes is it brings and it stimulates your elastin and your collagen to repair the damage. So that's what the microneedling does. It's purposeful injury to create elastin and collagen production. When you add the radio frequency to it, that's basically energy. So now you're taking the energy and you're delivering it through the needles. And now you're causing not only the injury from the needle, but from the energy that you're also delivering through the needle. Now that's going to cause, like when we did our study on this, it's going to cause, if you use an insulated needle, a bolus of energy, a ball, like at the end of that needle, of thermal damage. That thermal damage, then the more you create, the more the elastin and the collagen are stimulated. And so that's the beauty of it, purposeful injury to create elastin and collagen. And the important thing about that for the user is, and this blew my mind when I found this out, but your collagen production starts to diminish somewhere after the age of 25 to 30, right? So I mean, I'm thinking it's at 40, you know, 50 years old. So if you imagine, you know, all of a sudden at 30, let's take 30, and it starts to go down, right? Well, what's happening? It's kind of like a feather pillow. You know, you've had it for years and the feathers start to go away. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up and your pillow's flat and you've got sags in it, right? And that's what your face does. That collagen starts to diminish and the elastin, your skin gets a little looser because of that. 
and you have fine lines and wrinkles. Well, if you puff it back up again, stuff the feathers back in the pillow, your face, all of a sudden, your wrinkles are gone. And so that's what you do with microneedling and radio frequency helps further improve that outcome of the collagen and elastin so that your body basically puffs up your face the way it's supposed to be without having to add a filler or something that's not your natural body's function. I think you just drove a lot of sales for Vivace just with that explanation. <laughs> I agree. I wish somebody had explained that to me. And by the way, the 25, I certainly did not think about. I'm not going to say how old I am, but I've just started to drink some collagen, not even do a treatment. So that's very interesting. It is so important. I mean, that's where you hear prejuvenation and you hear uh, prevention. If you start doing this early, you know, it prevents you from getting wrinkles. You're going to get them eventually, but, you know, it may require that you don't need to use so much Botox or filler at all, you know. And again, as we, the trends are moving towards, you want natural products, you know. You want to look good, but you don't want to use a lot of products. You don't want any animal waste, you know. And this is where I think Aesthetics by Medical, we're really trying to focus on or how do we create products that focus on that? You know, we have another product, Somi Skincare, that uses your own platelets to rejuvenate your skin. And again, it's all your own growth factors. So I'm all about how do I make my body, this old body of mine, do what it's supposed to be doing. Obviously, the older you get, the harder it is. But I think that's my idea is try to make your body do what it does. And not everybody's going to do better than your body, right? Right. You mentioned something really interesting because you're so focused on innovation. You have the Innovation Center without breaking any NDAs. What do you see coming next for all of us? You know, we're moving towards, at a, you know, in our research department is more innovation and personalization. So again, even when we do the Vivace and you go to our training, many times training used to be, here's the settings you use. If you're a Fitzpatrick one through three, this is the setting you use. If you're you know, four through six, this is the setting you use. Well, that's really not the way it should be done. And we train people to say, this is how the device works. This is how your good question, I Mimi, mean, what is the radio frequency? What's the impact of that? So how do you apply it to the skin and to the individual in a personal way. You're watching the reaction that they have to the needles going into your skin and you're adjusting watching them, whether they feeling pain or whatever, because thermal damage is going to cause a little pain, but it doesn't need to be very uncomfortable. And so what we wanna do is really understand the skin better, do more personalization, and so that we can deliver the right treatment. So the idea is that we wanna deliver the right energy to an individual based on who they are, their skin tone, et cetera. And so where we're going in the future is to do that with both our skincare products and devices as how do we move more towards that personalized approach to things. It's interesting because the fact that you're saying Vivace is already, you know, older technology, but the fact that you can have such personalization in a device is huge, like beyond the setting. The Somi rejuvenation and uses your own platelets, is that kind of like a PRP? You have to go in and do like a procedure and then you get a, a skincare product from that? Can you walk us through what that is? Yes. So it's a physician dispensed. What we did, which I think is brilliant in our D team, is if you're familiar with platelet-rich plasma, it lasts about four to six hours 
once you draw the blood and you spin it down. And what happens is the platelets degranulate. When you put it on your skin, you want those platelets to degranulate because it releases the biomolecules that are within those platelets. And that's where all the great growth factors are and all the wonderful things that people want in their skin to, again, rejuvenate their skin with their own growth factors, etc. So what our serum does is it allows you to put three mLs of platelet-rich plasma in a 27 ml serum and it creates your own personalized topical skincare product and the serum protects those platelets up to 120 days. So you literally go home with your own personalized topical skincare. And what I like about SoMe is... Right, so it's four months. Yeah, it is. And what we do is the bottle, the 30 ml bottle, probably will last you 30 plus days. And so what we suggest is if you're going to use it for your personalized skincare at home, you go home with three bottles of it, and then it lasts you for at least three months, if not more than that, depending upon how frequently you use it. But a lot of physicians are using it post-treatment where if you've had an ablative, like a CO2 treatment, and you've got downtime, when you use this, again, your own growth factors help the healing process and accelerate that healing process so that you can have your treatment and then take this home and use it for 30 days after the treatment and you have very quick healing. So you're using your own platelets. So they have the base formula and then you go into the office, you have to take out. So for those of you listening, you have to sit there. It's almost like giving blood, right? And they take out the blood and then they mix it. And then what does the serum look like? What color is it once it's mixed? It's clear. It's very clear. And when we did the research, we chose the right this is the kind of centrifuge you have to have because you don't, you want to have the liquid gold as it used to be called, PRP, where it's very golden. You mix it in with the serum and so it's, it's really kind of a neutral color and there's no smell. I know there's other skincare products that have a smell to it. It was so funny. We had somebody from US Derm here yesterday and they were US Dermatology Partners and they were testing this so me and the first thing that he did was put it up to his nose and smelled it and we said no there's no smell to it i think that's really important so we designed it to be very user friendly you could put your makeup on right after it and the thing that we learned is that you could put it in the serum and it'll preserve your platelets but then the next question was how do you activate those platelets so that they actually degranulate because now we've preserved them now you got to activate them so what we learned is put them in a refrigerator and then when you take it out and you rub it on your hands and you put it on your face the platelets, because of the friction on your hand and the cold uh, warm, it activates the platelets. So we have a cute little mini refrigerator that we send home with the patients and you put it on your, you know, I have it next to my sink and I keep my water in there for my vitamins and I have my SOMI in there and I tell my docs, I said, it's like having you in my refrigerator and I get a PRP treatment every morning and night from you. That's amazing. I, you know, I'm like making a list now of the things that I want to try to find. Well, hook you up. And the cool thing, I mean, again, and this is where disrupting the industry, I think, is I don't believe that you need to have then a bunch of other products. Because once you're using your own growth factors, like when you're 21, 25, you're not, you don't have to use a lot of products. You should be using good skincare and SPF, but do you need to have an eye cream, a face cream, a neck serum, vitamin C, retin-A? I mean, do you have to have all of those things? And usually when you're young, you don't, and then you start adding those all on as you get older. Our idea is to hopefully 
eliminate how much you need to have. So you just have one or two products that you're using, simplifies your skincare and gives you a better result. So we've done two clinical studies on it. So this is science-based because you know that's what I do. Science-based, they've both been published in peer-reviewed journals. We have biopsies, we've got lab tests, we've tested every which way. The dermatologists have been really impressed with the science behind it. Dr. Zoe Dralos was the one who did the two clinical studies. And so we're very comfortable that, you know, this is a product that works. And now we're looking at working with a couple physicians to do a side-by-side. If you don't use vitamin C and you just use SOMI every night, is there a difference? If you don't use a retinol, that's the one I'd like to see. Do you really need to have that? Because right now, the accepted is you need Retin-A on your face and that there's so much data that says you have to have it. And so we want to do a study and say, if you're using this with your own natural growth factors, do you need to do it? We don't have the answer to the app, but that's one of the next things that we want to look at is to say, Yes, you do, or no, actually this product you know, allows you to simplify, even further simplify your skincare. I personally quit using all of those when I started using Somi because I felt like I had to be the poster child for the company. I think of it like being, I use a lot of products, and I think sometimes, like if I had a pharmacist of beauty, they would say, well, this is canceling this out, and these two have a reaction with each other. And you don't really think about it. The bottles just pile up in your cabinet, and you know, you're still applying it all. So simplification sounds amazing. And you know, Rebecca, what you said about them canceling out each other, I mean, We haven't done that, but you have to stop and think about that, you know, especially if you're using different brands. If you're using a same brand, hopefully they've done that research so that it's compounding the benefit of what you're doing. But if you're mixing brands, then for sure, how do you know that, you know, you don't put this on and then cancel out that? Everybody has to wash their face. So we are looking at a cleanser and there's a main ingredient. So there's only 23 ingredients in SOMI one being the PRP. So we are looking at a moisturizer. We have a the main ingredient that is our invention and is patented. It's called BioLite 5. So we are looking at trying to create a cleanser that includes the BioLite 5. So it's complementing the SoMe and then a moisturizer, not necessarily because we think we need it, but because we think people's habits are, they feel they have to have a moisturizer. But we're looking at formulating a moisturizer with BioLite 5 that would further stimulate what the SOMI does. And if we can't do that, then I wouldn't do it. But I would only design the moisturizer if it further enhances what the SOMI is doing by itself. But that's kind of where we're looking in terms of one area of innovation with the company. That's fascinating and so excited. And how do you decide or how do you stay inspired? I think this is so great to be on the forefront of technology and you're bringing so many innovations into the market. And I think we talked about this for a little bit, but looking towards even 2022 and then you're looking at personalization, how do you stay on top of the trends or know what technology and prioritize what you want to bring to the market? Well, that's a a good question. I do think you have to pick a a swim lane that you're going to be in, especially as a small company, because we've self-funded most of our research ourselves, and you can't just be doing everything, right? I mean, that was going back to my BioXL days. You know, the scientists love it's the next new idea. I, I used to tell my scientists is that they could be like, I was in the shower this morning, and I had an idea. And I was like, I'm going to turn off the water in all your houses because I can't have a new idea every day. So you have to have a this process for assessing it. And so 
when we look at our ideas, it's what's the idea? How does it complement our portfolio? What's in the market now? Not to do me too products. You know, we're going to spend our time on something that is innovative, is needed, and will work. And I think the is needed part is an important factor of it because, again, you can innovate and create new products all day long and you can get them cleared through FDA and you can do all those things. But are they needed? And for us, we want products that really serve both the provider and the consumer. I think need is something that people forget about sometimes and they think that it is, it's the me too. Oh, we can do this and we can do it different. So I think that that's a very important fact. But the last question I just want to ask you is that if you had advice for people who are, you know, looking at you and there's in, in the beginning, you said how you were introducing a technology, getting it cleared by the FDA and then launching it. It's a complicated process. What are just like maybe three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody who maybe has a similar idea, but either doesn't know where to start or is a little bit overwhelmed with the process? Like what would be three pieces of advice that you would give? Well, I think that one is you really have to stay focused. So, you know, what is it that you're trying to do? And and with that staying focused on it is really understanding the market. And a lot of, as I said, ideas, people don't spend any time looking at the market. So talk to people about your idea and is there a market for the idea? And not people that are your friends that are going to just say, hey, you're wonderful. But, you know, people that are going to, like I said, tell you your baby's ugly because it just isn't going to work, right? So I think that focus and getting that input early on as to whether it is a BioWall product, that was one of the things, like I said, at BioXL we really wanted to do is give honest feedback before you spend a lot of time and a lot of energy. I mean, I've seen entrepreneurs put their houses up for mortgage them, loans against them for these ideas that when you look at the idea, you're thinking, oh my goodness, oh, you shouldn't have done that. So I think staying focused. I think then you have to, as an entrepreneur, you have to look at protecting your ideas. So your intellectual property and how do you make sure that you're going to spend all this time doing it and then somebody's going to steal your idea and you've lost it and big companies can do it and you can't fight against the big companies. The third thing I think is for these, you know, for new ideas, if you're really on your own doing it because it is complicated and even running the incubator, it was nothing compared to me doing this company and trying to do new products that have quality systems and having FDA and we've had audits and we've had this and it's like, oh my God, you know, how does an entrepreneur do it? And I'm thinking, well, I am an entrepreneur and you have to do it. But there are many incubators around and there's state programs and there's different federal programs that really give advice and counsel to people. So I think that if you are an entrepreneur and you want to get things done, you really need to call on the others and the people in the market to make that happen. Marianne, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Aesthetics Biomedical is here to serve the consumer, so feel free to reach out to us and the provider. We provide amazing training and customer feedback, so please know that you just contact our website. To find me, I'm at Marianne at aestheticsbiomed.com and email me. I email everybody back and you can get to me through LinkedIn as well. Look for Marianne Guerra and happy to talk to anybody who has some questions. Marianne, thank you so much for joining us on Beauty is Your Business. Both Rebecca and I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next week. This has been Beauty is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. 
Copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.